Hello and welcome to the Yarniacs podcast. This is episode number 194, which we are recording on Wednesday, June 5th, 2019. I'm Gail. And I'm Charlene. And continuing the series of days of recording that are special in my life. Oh, yeah. Today is my daughter Alex's 25th birthday. Oh, wow. So I gave birth to my first child 25 years ago today. So it's my wow. birthday and her birthday. Uh, yes. I think I should buy myself a present. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I always say that on my kids' birthdays. I do. Yeah. I think it's a good tradition to uphold. Yes. So what are you wearing? I am wearing my O'Keefe. And it's beautiful. This is a project that I worked on for five months, according to my Ravelry project page. And I worked on it a little bit, little bit. And it took me so long because I wasn't really sure I liked the yarn. The yarn is the Volmiza lace yarn. Comes in this gigantic skein of 1,700 yards. Yeah. Yeah. It's a big Really, really big skein. And, you know, now that I'm looking at it on, the yarn's not so bad. (laughs) I, I had it in my head. And it's not just in my head. It, it does show unevenness in my stitches I feel a little bit more than other yarns and it could be I've been thinking about this it could be because the yarn is just so smooth there's just no fuzz to it to kind of fill in the gaps but it feels really nice it has created a really nice pullover top which is the O'Keefe pullover it's got let's see it's a pullover traditional crew neck and it's got lace insets on the sides at the very bottom of the sweater so it's like a a triangular panel almost that comes into the sides that creates an a-line shape and then has these nice lace panels on it the sleeves are three-quarter sleeve it's almost too warm to be wearing it now I have a tank top underneath it because our weather has gotten warmer finally. But I am really enjoying this, and I think I will end up getting a lot of wear out of it, despite the fact that it took me a long time to finish it. The design is very, very nice. It's very cute. I like it a lot. I'm really enjoying it. So Well, and it's kind of unfair that you loved unfair in a yarn comparison (laughs) you loved Beckett and the yarn for Beckett so much which was your previous finished object compared to this one with yarn you didn't like I mean you loved the evenness of the stitches in Beckett and this is like the opposite you're not as thrilled with this one interesting that both yarns seem to have those polar opposite qualities to me smooth stitches Mm -hmm. as opposed to uneven stitches so I'm just so, wondering if yeah. psychologically that's it could playing be. a role, It could too. be some kind of uh, unintentional comparison. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But the sweater design is lovely, and I am enjoying it. That is O'Keefe by Bristol Ivy. What are you wearing, Gail? Well, I'm not wearing it at the moment because, like Charlene said, it's gotten warm here. But I am wearing, or brought, Like a Cloud, my finished Like a Cloud by Hohi Locatelli, which I modified by not doing a textured stitch. I did stuck in it, made it really long, made it A-line, and I love it. It's a combination of Madeline Tosh Tosh lace yarn in Cosmic Wonder Dust and a gray 
mohair nylon lace held doubled and it has the perfect halo it's so soft and fuzzy i love it, it i was really wearing it is. it's beautiful it's awesome i was wearing it all day yesterday because it was chilly sitting at the computer and i think it's going to be one of those go-to sweaters for home where I think so it's kind of like a bathrobe almost so you can wear it <laughs> you can wear it and look look a little more civilized than wearing a bathrobe yes Yes, it's so nice. I the way those it. two yarns combined. And really, really beautiful. I'm not super thrilled with my FO pictures. I'm going to have to do a redo shoot with Charlene for both this and another recent finished object. But Mike did get a good picture of the halo of mm. the sweater. So hopefully you guys can tell in the pictures how wonderfully fuzzy it is. It's just <laughs> really, really fun to, to enjoy the halo of the mohair yarns. Yeah, so. it is. Like a Cloud by Hohi Locatelli, definitely a winner. All right, what have you been stocking? Well, I talked last episode about knitting my Love Note sweater, and that led me down the rabbit hole that is Tin Can Knits pattern. That's a lovely rabbit hole. They have a lot of patterns. I think it was something close to 175 patterns on Ravelry, which I was surprised by. Yeah. And I have a few in my library that I have never knit. And I happen to look at those. And one of them is a pattern from May 2013, a sweater called Lush. So I've had the pattern. Oh, you have it already? I do. Nice. I'm pretty sure I do. I think I do. I'll, I'll check. But I'm pretty sure I have it. I don't. I must have had it for a while because I kind of forgot that I had it. (laughs) And when I look at this sweater, the thing that strikes me is how much it really looks like my version of the Zweig sweater. The way that I knit Zweig with just the lace panel and leaving out the, the color work that's underneath the lace because the lace panel goes right across the yoke. So it's very similar, even in terms, it's very similar, especially if I were to knit the Zweig in one color, which I had actually considered doing. So it's interesting that I had a sweater very similar in my library that I haven't knit yet. Of course, Lush is a cardigan rather than a pullover, but in the projects you can see lush cardigans that have been pulloverized. (laughs) Does that make sense? Yes. There are several knitters that have made this sweater as a pullover. So I, I guess I really like that lace yoke design. I'm, I'm quite interested to perhaps try that now since I already have the pattern. That is Lush by Tin Can Knits. The second thing I am stocking is the... I'm not really stocking this, but I wanted to mention it because... No way. Exactly. I wanted to mention it because this blanket is the biggest hand-knit blanket I have ever, ever seen on Ravelry. (laughs) Well, I'm saying no way because... One of my stocking items is 
almost the same thing. Oh, really? Yes, it's one of those weird things. Charlene and I are on the same knitting wavelength again. So this is called the Happy Scrappy Blanket. by enormous. It is. By Shabbat Garn. And this blanket, it's in a picture with, it looks like somebody laying on a bed maybe. But the blanket looks like it's big enough for a queen size bed. So it's just a huge blanket, quite possibly the largest blanket I have ever seen on Ravelry <laughs> in a picture. Quite possibly somebody else will say, no, no, no. And, and maybe there's a bigger one out there. But like I said, this one looks like it's big enough to fit on a queen size bed. So that is Happy Scrappy Blanket by Shabbat Garn. What are you stalking, Gil? That's the only thing you're stalking? Those are the only two things. Really? (laughs) Okay, so life has been chaotic, and that's reflected in my stalking. That's kind of a theme. (laughs) I think that's typical for me. If life's chaotic, my stalking's all over the place. Yeah. So one of the first things I'm stalking is the Blaze Shawl by Amba O'Brien, and that's thanks to Linda, who is Naughty 54 Knitter. Mm -hmm. I think she posted it in the... Colors of Fall, Knit Along, Planning Thread, I think. It's a beautiful shawl knit side to side. It's a triangle. And it has two different colors. And in the sample pictures, she uses a gradient that goes through pretty much all fall colors, like oranges and reds and yellows and very fall leaf colors. And it's the second color is, I think... A natural color so it's a mosaic pattern mm-hmm. and it just looks so pretty and yeah there's fringe too so that might be part of it but <laughs> yeah not... I've seen the picture too I oh, think it's, it's gorgeous so pretty yeah, I don't know how I've never seen it before but Linda put the picture up and I thought <gasps> the fringe was amazing oh, it was so pretty the yeah. fringe was gradient colors to match the so, colors in the shawl yeah, it was just was, stunning the fringe is what was just so amazingly done. Yeah, so. it's pretty incredible. So I don't know if I'll actually knit it, even though I love it because I don't enjoy knitting side-to-side shawls. I don't know mm-hmm. why I never have enjoyed it, though. Mm-hmm. So probably won't do it. But one of the things I noticed is that the fringe is indeed applied after. So kind of like, what would you call it? Almost like a slipknot way of like a, you know, did you ever do those hooked rug, latch hook rugs? Mm-hmm. It's like latch hook is how they apply the fringe to the edge of the shawl. Mm-hmm. You yeah. could do that to any shawl. Yeah. So yeah. I might start by doing it to one of my existing shawls if I have left And just yarn. give it a try. Exactly. Yeah. So I'll play around with fringe on a different shawl instead. But that's the Blaze Shawl. Absolutely beautiful by Amba O'Brien. The second thing on my stocking list is called the Hearts of Pride Cowl by Elfie Lincoln. And this is a free pattern on Ravelry. It was Pride Weekend here in America last weekend, or the kickoff of Pride Month, actually. And the cowl is a beautiful gray, I believe, is the base color. And then there are rings of hearts in red, orange, yellow, green, blue, and purple. So it's really pretty, very simple. I love color work. I love rainbows. I love supporting pride. (laughs) So everything about the cowl was super cute. And it would obviously be a very easy knit. So that is the Hearts of Pride Cowl by Elfie Lincoln. And then I'm stocking blankets. Oh, wow. (laughs) Of all the weird coincidences. It started, there were two reasons I was stocking blankets. First, Jaina Pejota 
who is the designer of the Fiddly Bits cowl. Oh, okay. I knew the name sounded yeah. familiar. She has a lot of different patterns on Ravelry that all involve scrap yarn. So one of them is called Excavation, and it's basically knit diagonally. I just said I don't like, like knitting side to side, but <laughs> the blanket, you start at one corner and you increase to get half of the blanket or basically a triangle, and then you go back on the other side and decrease so that you end up with a square and you have fringe on two sides of the blanket. That is, the fringe is at not added as you knit, but you leave ends, ends to create the fringe yeah. as you go. So you don't have to apply it afterwards. And she wrote the pattern for fingering weight yarn. However, I have a lot of leftover DK weight yarn. And I was thinking it would be really nice to knit in DK weight using up my DK scrap, DK weight scraps. And I could also work in fingering held doubled. But my hands have been hurting lately, and oh. I suspect I've been knitting too much. So my thumbs have been really sore, and that's making me very paranoid. So yeah. I thought, maybe I'll crochet a blanket instead. Oh, Switch up my idea. crafts. Yeah. So one of our new members was talking about how she crochets, and I thought, you know what? Maybe I'll crochet a blanket instead. So I've been looking at crochet patterns all morning, basically. And I think I'll probably use one of Attic 24 she has beautiful crochet patterns and I haven't decided which one yet, but I pulled out my DK weight scraps and I pulled out my crochet hooks and I think I might start a crochet blanket. Cool. So stay tuned. It might Very happen cool. soon. So those are the, the crazy things I'm talking. What you been knitting? In my hands right now, I have my magical thinking, which is the Pullover shawl by Casapinka. <laughs> Nicely done. Not a poncho. <laughs> Not a poncho. And I'm doing my bind off right now. Yay! So this one is very close to being done. It was such a fun project. This one, like I said, not a poncho, pullover shawl, circular shawl. And it's got three colors, fingering weight, and all different stitch patterns in there. Mine is still scrunched up on circular needles and it needs a good blocking, but it's really pretty and it just has been a fantastic joy to knit because it's just around and around and I was able to knit a lot of it during playoff games, basketball playoff games, and it's worked out great for that playoff project. So... <laughs> Yeah, it's been fun to knit. So that is Magical Thinking by Casapinka. The second thing that I am working on is my Derecho by Allison Green. I am almost halfway down the body on that, and I've been putting it aside because I've been enjoying working with that one so much that I just don't want it to end. <laughs> <laughs> but I do need to get that one done and off the needle so that I can cast on something else. But I, I have mm, a few more inches and then you split for the front and back hems because it has a little short row shaping on the hems to do make it slightly circular hems after the split. So very slightly, but just a little bit left on that. And I'm using the Barocco Remix Light Yarn on that which has turned out to be a really delightful yarn to knit with. 
I'm excited. To I try was it. kind of surprised. It has no wool content at all for those of you that are wool sensitive or perhaps looking for something lighter to knit with during the warmer months. And it is, let's see, they call it a DK weight, but a skein of a hundred grams has just over 400 yards. So it is a very light DK, light in terms of mass, the weight. It's interesting to knit with, but it feels good. And it has many, several fibers in it. So there's a little variation in the yarn. You can see the different fibers in there. The different fibers take the dye a little bit differently. So it's interesting. It's a, It's been a, a fun yarn to try out. That's cool. Yeah. A new yeah. yarn to add exactly. to the <laughs> Exactly. And something that's totally different from the wools that we usually mm-hmm. knit with. So that one was interesting. I liked it. And let's see, that was Derecho by Allison Green. The third thing that I am working on is a hat called Gather, and this is another one by Tin Can Knits that I had in my library. I'm actually working on my second hat because the two skeins that I have, well, the yarn that I'm using can is enough to make two hats. So I'm working on the second one. I'm a little bit afraid I won't make it totally to the end of the top of the second hat, but I think it's going to be close. And if it's close, I'm just going to gather it and call it done. (laughs) Have you started the decreases yet? I'm just about to start the decreases. You might make it then. So yeah, I might. We'll see. It'll be close. So that's Gather by Tin Can Knits. And I'll tell you about the yarns that I'm knitting when I tell you about the one that the gather that I have finished. How about you, Gail? What are you knitting? I'm knitting right now my Fiddly Bits Cow by Jana Pahota. And I talked about this the last episode. You create what they call a magic ball to oh, knit yes. this. And that's basically <laughs> scraps of fingering that you tie together with a knot that doesn't come undone. And then you cast on and knit in the round as long as you want it to be. And then you graft or kitchener the ends together. And I had come to the end of the 200 gram ball I made. The pattern calls for a 100 gram ball for a one loop cowl. And I decided to use up more of my scraps and do a two loop cowl. Mm -hmm. But after finishing the ball that I had created, I decided it wasn't quite big enough for a two loop cowl. So I added some more yarn to it. Oh, So I'm still going. Otherwise I would have been finished, but it's very colorful. I really like it. And... There's not much more to say about that. It's one of the easiest projects you could possibly work on. Just knitting the round. Boom, 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 yeah. Stocking it in the round. I am also still working on my 5200K to confetti redo. The same thing that Charlene did with <laughs> yeah. her 5200. We both ripped it back to the underarms and are re-knitting it. She finished hers, but I'm re-knitting mine as a confetti like, like Charlene did. Mm-hmm. And I'm loving An that. A-line body. Yes, A-line. And I'm just cruising along on that. That, again, is just stocking it in the round with an increase every fourth row or something. So super, super simple knitting. And I'm swatching for something new. I don't know how much I can say about it, though, because you have it as an FO. 
<laughs> so I'm just going to say that I'm swatching for Love Note by Tin Can Knits, which Charlene will talk more about in a minute. I haven't started knitting it yet, but I purchased the pattern. I'm swatching using two beautiful yarns. I'm using Dragonfly Fibers Fairy, which is their mohair silk blend. And I'm using a beautiful blue color called Nymeria. And I'm holding that doubled with Malabrigo Sock in the Solaris colorway, maybe? That's not right. I can't remember the name off the top of my head. I can't remember either. It, Solace. That's what it's called. Oh, okay. Solace. I've had this yarn in my stash for seven or eight years, maybe. I bought a skein and Charlene gave me a skein as a gift. And I was going to knit a tee and decided a long time ago that I wasn't going to knit that tee anymore. And it's been sitting in my stash for all this time. And the Swift Stitch, our local yarn store, got in a shipment of Dragonfly Fibers yarn, and we looked at the fairy that had arrived, and Charlene and I liked every single color. <laughs> yes, and I said, okay, I have a couple two-skein batches of yarn at home, and I'm going to bring them in, and I'm going to see what matches. And I held up the Solis Malabrigo sock to the Nymeria fairy, and it was like a match it made a in heaven. Match. It was yeah. Beautiful. Absolutely perfect. So I'm swatching with it. I could not be happier at the fabric it's creating and the color. It's a beautiful gray-leaning blue. In the right light, it almost looks gray. Max thought it was gray. (laughs) And I just love it. I cannot wait to cast on. So Charlene and I were comparing notes before we started recording so that I'll knit the right size and get the right swatch. My gauge is off a little bit, so I have to go up a needle size because I misread the pattern. So super excited about that. Not actually knitting it yet, but swatching, and I'll have that cast on very soon. So that's Love Note by Tin Can Knits. We would like to thank our sponsor for the month of June, Dragonfly Fibers. Dragonfly Fibers creates hand-dyed artisan yarns and fibers in vivid and sophisticated colorways. We can be found in select local yarn shops and at fiber festivals, such as Rhinebeck, Maryland Sheep and Wool, Vogue Knitting Live, Stitches, and Saf. We also have a bi-monthly yarn club called Club Dragonfly. You can join on a prorated basis and receive three more shipments with or without bonus swag. If you're local to the Washington, D.C. area, please join us for our super fun open house at our studio on Saturday, June 22nd from 12 to 4. We're located at 4104 Howard Avenue in Kensington, Maryland. We have plenty of surprises in store. Chicagoland folks can find us at Stitches Midwest in booths 304, 306, and 308 from August 1st through 4th in Schaumburg, Illinois. All of our products are available on our website, www.dragonflyfibers.com. Come and see why we say that dragonfly fibers are the colors of happiness. And we would have to agree, especially this month. (laughs) We would. We're knitting yes. all the things Dragonfly Fibers it's this month. Very, very true. So what have you finished? So speaking of Dragonfly Fibers, <laughs> one of the things that I have finished is the hat, the Tin Can Knits hat that I mentioned previously. I'm already knitting a second one. It's called Gather. I had the pattern in my Ravelry library, had completely forgotten about it, discovered it was in there when I was looking for a hat to cast on. I had one skein of the Dragonfly Fibers fairy yarn that Gail mentioned. It is a 
mohair silk blend, and it feels so lovely. It's luscious. Oh my gosh. And the colors are just amazing. (laughs) And the color that I have is Velvet Underground, which is a really dark blue-purple. You could call it a blue or you could call it a purple. It's it's a blue-purple. And Velvet Underground goes perfectly with a DK weight yarn that I have from Kim Dye's yarn. It is her brioche DK yarn. And I've paired those two together, holding them double-stranded, and I'm knitting the gather hat. Now, if you have seen the barley hat from Tin Can Knits, and many knitters on Ravelry have, because the barley hat has about 20,000 projects on Ravelry. (laughs) So many people have knit that hat. This hat is similar in the fact that it is three quarters of the hat is just straight stockinette, starts in ribbing, goes up. Three quarters of it is in stockinette, and then on the gap on the barley hat, excuse me, there's a one quarter of the hat has a panel that is in garter stitch. This one has one quarter of the hat that has a panel that's in a smocking stitch. And what is smocking stitch? Smocking smocking stitch is a grouping of, in this case, it's five or six stitches that are wrapped around the base of the stitches and somewhat gathered together. And it's nice because they have a little tutorial, of course, Tin Can Knits always includes very good instructions or points you to a tutorial to do the unusual stitches or something that you may not be familiar with. And The little tutorial teaches you how to smock as you go, basically, which is nice because I have seen patterns in the past that were written to smock stitches and basically tie on the yarns afterwards. Yeah, that's probably very old school, very old patterns, but I have seen it. Hmm. This one is really nice. You do the smocking stitch as you go. And... The two colors go together nicely. Perfectly. The mohair creates this fantastic, fantastic halo on the hat. It's just an awesome combo. And if you have been wanting to try something with mohair stranded double with another yarn, I highly recommend trying hat because it will give you... A nice feel for what it looks like, how it looks. And on the Tin Can Knits website, they have a blog post, and I'll link to it in our show notes. But they have this fantastic blog post that shows pairing one mohair with three or four different colors of the DK weight yarn or whatever weight yarn you're using, and how different it looks of course it's going to look different when you pair it with a different color yarn but sometimes the results are really unexpected which is so cool because for example gail's sweater when she knit her yarn it was a neutral natural colored yarn with speckles and then she paired it with a dark mohair it completely changed the look of the natural colored yarn 
So something to think about if you have a yarn in your stash that perhaps has fallen out of favor, <laughs> you don't like anymore, you're not sure what to do with, think about pairing it with a mohair because you can really change the look. It's amazing. Also, the the sweater quantities you may have or the skeins don't match as well as you want them to. Mm, that's Holding an interesting it doubled point. with mohair could really disguise that lack of matching up. That's an interesting point. Yep. I didn't even think about that possibility. But the the skein of Dragonfly Fibers Fairy has 450 yards, so it's a very generous skein. The skeins are, let's see, 70% mohair, 30% silk, which is a good combo. Very soft. Very, very soft. So I'm very happy with that. Yeah. <laughs> As you can tell, that is Gather by Tin Can Knits. And interestingly enough, like I said, this is seems to be my episode for Tin Can Knits. The second project that I have fig- finished is my Love Note pullover sweater, patterned by Tin Can Knits. I cast this on very quickly when the pattern was released because I found a yarn that I was very happy to use in my stash. <laughs> this Madeline Talks, Madeline Talks, Madeline Tosh Merino Flax Blend has been in my stash for so long and I only had two skeins of it for whatever reason. I have, I have no clue whether I misplaced one skein or mistakenly thought the skeins had more yardage than they actually had. But because this sweater is knit at a very open gauge, it was something that I was able to use my low yardage for. So I immediately cast it on when I saw this pattern. And I absolutely love it. This one was it's a so good, cute. a good, good sweater. The only thing that I'm a little worried about is the lace is so open, so so open on the top. Now, Love Notes is a sweater that is somewhat like Zweig in the fact that it's got the lace yoke, no color work at all, but the lace yoke. And it's a pullover. The pattern as written is a short sweater. I knit mine a little bit longer to be of normal sweater length because I had enough yarn to do that. But again, the lace work is really open because you knit it on large needles to get open fabric for the entire body of the sweater. So I am a little bit afraid that the lace portion is structurally not so strong. I'm looking at it now and I don't see any weak points, but if one, if it snaps, then it's done. (laughs) So it may not last long. I may end up having to rip it and re-knit it if it gets thin in any place in the lace or if it just breaks. I'm hoping that the linen content 
is add some strength to it. I don't think it would be a good choice to knit this sweater in wool alone. It was written, or at least in single ply yeah. wool alone. As the pattern was written, the pattern is written to double a mohair with a fingering weight. And the mohair is going to act like a strengthening, like a, a strand of nylon. So if, if you knit with a strand of mohair, then you won't have that problem. And in fact, I am going to knit another one using a strand of mohair because I like this sweater so much. <laughs> and I have the yarn. So again, we'll see how it lasts. There, if, if it doesn't, if it does break, it's only my fault. There's nothing wrong with the pattern. It's just the way I knit it. It wasn't written that way. So another option for me would be to double the yarn for just the lace portion. Oh, good point. Or to knit with a strand of something else just for that portion. So we'll see. I love the way the fabric looks really because pretty. with the fiber or with the linen content mixed in with the wool, you get these little linen nubs all throughout and the linen takes the dye very differently. Some of it still looks natural colored in fact. So the sweater fabric is quite speckly actually. I like it. It's very pretty. <laughs> so that is Love Note by Tin Can Knits. What have you finished, Gail? I have one finish and one something that I thought was a finish, but it's not a finish. <laughs> <laughs> so I finished my Clio sweater. That's a definite finish. Mm -hmm. It's the adaptation of the Clio pattern that Elizabeth Doherty has changed to make the short row. Let's see to work the short rows into the garter stitch better to make them more invisible. That's so a major finish. It's, it's beautiful. It's really a beautiful sweater. I'm really happy with it. Woolmise DK was the base I used with the three skeins that were not very well matched, and you can definitely see that in the finished object, but I don't care. And <laughs> <laughs> I didn't modify it at all. I knit it exactly to pattern, and I think my sleeves may be a little bit too long, but that's okay because you can always fold the cuffs back. And it works out just fine. So super, super happy this one is off the needles. Now it's a little too warm to wear it, unfortunately. But It's really pretty. Gail knit it in a bright, bright pink. And it's happy and it's almost highlighter just pink. pretty. Yeah, Almost it is. highlighter pink. It's it really, really bright. I think really it's called pretty. tutu. I think the colorway is tutu. And it's it's really vibrant. It's gorgeous. Can't wait to wear it. But yeah. it's going to... Well, we'll have cold evenings. We will. For sure. We will. So maybe I'll have an opportunity sooner than I think. So Cleo is done. Off the needles. Super happy. And Elizabeth Doherty is having her summer knit-along mm -hmm. starting very soon. Any of her it's sweater started. pattern... Oh, has it started? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Any of her sweater patterns, I believe, are eligible and... Usually the intention of her summer knit along is because she likes to knit with plant-based fibers and several of her patterns are knit for plant-based fibers. Of course, you can use animal-based fibers if you prefer, which I usually do, but things like her Donner, Farallon, her new pattern, and there are several others. So mm -hmm. check it out if you're interested in doing an Elizabeth sweater. Now could be a really good time. You could pair that with the Colors of Fall Knit Along. Even. Yes. I'm considering doing another Markley. Well, I'm going to do another Markley in fingering weight 
but I was thinking about trying to do it as a Colors of Fall project, but we'll see. <laughs> so Cleo is done. The second sweater I thought I'd finished was the Soldatna Crop by Caitlin Hunter. And I bound it off last night and my ribbing at the bottom is flaring. So I have to pull the ribbing back out and knit it again. But when I tried it on for Charlene, she said, wow, that's short. <laughs> I said, isn't it really, really short? So I have enough yarn that I'm going to knit this a lot longer than the pattern because I don't think I'll ever wear it this short. It's really short. It is how many inches? Like six inches. The... Seven, I think, below the underarm And separation. then the ribbing. Yeah. I it's... think that includes the ribbing. Oh, yeah. Gosh. You knit about six inches of the color work and then you do the. That is, it's really short. It even looks <laughs> above the natural waist. Which yeah, it is hits me short. exactly at my natural oh, waist, okay. but I have a short waist. Yeah. So, anyway, it's gorgeous. I absolutely love how the colors worked together and I'm just going to knit it longer. So, I will have it done soon. But the other reason I tried it on for Charlene, if you remember, her Zweig sweater had the pooch in the back of the neck thanks to the short rows and the the dramatically quick increases for the <laughs> yoke and this one does not have dramatic increases in terms of they happen really suddenly and fast it was a slower rate of increase but guess what you guys i have a little pooch at the back of my neck <laughs> because of the short rows so i didn't even notice that until i tried oh. it on last night and i thought oh my gosh i have one too so the neck pooch. The neck pooch. When I try it on, it's not as obvious. And we'll see. Maybe when I block it out, it won't be so bad. But I have a feeling I'm going to be doing what Charlene did and do a little sweater surgery and not have as many short rows at the back of the neck. Yeah. So we'll see. Interesting. And I have seen more projects with people mentioning that. Yeah. So it is a thing. It, it's a thing. Yeah. Not... Not... Everybody who knits it experiences it, but even if the project page or the knitter doesn't mention it, sometimes I can see in it the pictures. on people's finished object photos. Yeah. So, and it used a lot less yarn than I expected, not because it's short, but <laughs> I held fingering doubled. The pattern calls for DK weight. And instead, I held fingering doubled because I have a lot of fingering in my stash. Mm -hmm. And that worked out really well with the colors that I had. But it really used a lot less than I thought it would. Even with the numbers doubled, it used less than the pattern called for. Hmm. So where I thought I'd be using up a lot of my stash, I really didn't. Which is surprising because, <laughs> you know, is surprising. you would expect more. Because it's a substantial stranded sweater. Yeah. So we'll see. As I use up, as I knit, because I'll knit at least another six inches in length, I'll eat up a lot more yarn, yeah. but we'll see. I'm hoping that I use up all of the gray because I just had a bit left over in my stash and I still have a lot now. So it's kind of crazy. But that's the Soldatna crop complete with the neck pooch. And <laughs> next episode, it will be a, it'll be a Soldatna not crop. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> and not quite finished. <laughs> Okay, so today Gail and I wanted to talk about, we have a funny title for it. We call it The Emotional Lives of Sweaters. <laughs> that does sound pretty funny. And why we love some sweaters. And next time we'll talk about sweaters that we 
don't love. But this time we wanted to talk about finished objects we love and why we love them. Kind of the magical combination. Yes. And often that magical combination is because it just happens to be that magical slash perfect combination of yarn and pattern, which is always the goal to make that work. And as knitters, we know that sometimes one pattern can be made in many different yarns and we'll be happy with it. And that's great. But sometimes it's a challenge to find that yarn. (laughs) Even when you think a yarn is going to be perfect for a project, while you're knitting it, it might just not work the way you thought it was going to work. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, even this Love Note sweater, like I said, I do love it. But after, now that I've worn it several times, I can see that the lace is probably a weakness on it. Mm -hmm. So it's not perfect, perfect, but I still like it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there are different different definitions of what makes a perfect project, too. It can still be yes. perfect, even though it has a possible weakness. Yeah, that's So you've true. already worn it a couple times. I've worn it a you lot. You just recently <laughs> finished it. That's a pretty huge success. Yeah, I've worn it a lot. I've worn it quite a bit. That's a joyful finished object. And hopefully we all have had that finished object feeling. When you finish something, you, just like that, you finish something and you immediately have to wear it, use it, (laughs) give it to the person that you're giving it to because you're so excited by it. We all love that feeling. Uh, Yeah. And I've had a couple of recent ones, so it feels really good recently. Yeah. Yeah. When it works, it feels good. Yep. (laughs) And sometimes for me, it can be something that you've wanted to knit for a really long time and you finally do it and then you love it. And then sometimes it's the ooh shiny, like, oh, I just saw that and now I'm going to knit it right away. And sometimes that can create just like the most joyful FO. But my two most recent ones were Ranunculus and Little Bird. Both of them love them. I've worn them a lot. I love the colors. I love the yarn. I love the pattern. I love knitting them. I loved planning them. I loved shopping for the yarn. I mean, every single step of the process was just complete knitterly joy. Yeah, I think I felt that way with my Zweig sweater Mm. once I finished redoing the neckline (laughs) (laughs) with the pooch that we just talked about. I loved the yarn. I used the Western Sky Knits Aspen Silk on that. So that was a blend of wool and silk. And wow, that yarn just felt so good to knit. See, sometimes the joy is just also in the fabric and or the yarn Mm -hmm. because the Weekender, when I knit it with the thin DK Mm -hmm. yarn from the small farm, knitting that made me so happy because the yarn was such a joy to knit with. Don't wear the finished object much, but oh, did I enjoy knitting it. And with Ranunculus, I loved the feeling of the mohair silk lace and then the silk wool lace held together because it was such a luxurious feeling in your fingers oh yes and then the finished object it's like floats on your body yeah it's just incredible so we should that should be part of the joy of the sweater too perhaps not just the perfect combination of yarn and pattern but maybe it's the process 
bringing you joy, the process of creating that fabric that you love mm-hmm. with the yarn that you love. <laughs> There's so many possible points of the knitting journey that can bring you joy. Yes, yes. Not and just the finished objects. Right, right. And another one for me was, you mentioned it earlier, my Beckett sweater. Mm-hmm. Loved that sweater and a big part of that one as well was the yarn and the magic of the yarn, which didn't even happen until after I had finished the sweater, washed the sweater and was just completely amazed at how nice it made my stitches look. So even. (laughs) So even. (laughs) I loved that one. And that, I loved knitting with it as well. But there was that, just that, that magic finish when you washed it. It was amazing. And sometimes it's not even a project for yourself. Sometimes it's a gift. And one of our listeners, Mary, she recently crocheted a baby blanket for her godson's first child, I believe. It is the most beautiful, magical, it's not quite a Noah's Ark, it's more like a circus scene, but it has animals and it's Mm -hmm. just precious. Yeah. And I got the feeling that she didn't enjoy the crocheting of it as much because she said it was an awful lot of single crochet. And I'm Mm -hmm. sure, you know, there was an intarsia with those animals and everything. But the joy you get from a creation like that, not just from the recipient, who I hope those recipients love that blanket and it becomes a family heirloom. But as knitters, don't you love it when you finish something, whether it's for yourself or a Mm -hmm. gift, and other knitters tell you how beautiful it is, or other crocheters, like she's getting all sorts of praise in our group because everybody thinks this blanket is just incredible. Other folks who appreciate the labor and the effort and and the the love, love. yes. So gifts are a big one. And when Charlene and I said, you know, what are the projects that bring you joy, the sweaters that I've knit for Mike and for Max were t- really high up on my list yeah. because picking out the yarn with them, picking right. out the pattern with them, you know, the actual knitting kind of got tedious with Mike's sweater. But, <laughs> you know, you you know what your goal is and yeah. you know the recipient is going to love it. And they both wear their sweaters so much. And it makes me so happy to see them in use. And the blankets that I've knit for Olivia and Alex, I know that the bits and bobs, the smaller one I knit for Olivia has been the one that's been in their bed since she was born. And the bigger one lives on their couch. So a lot of the pictures that I get of Olivia, I get a daily picture, have a blanket (laughs) showing in them somewhere. And that just makes me so happy. Yes. Yes. So in addition to that perfect combination of yarn and pattern, we have that emotional high, that emotional pleasure that comes from a gift well-received. Absolutely. I, I remember giving blankets as well. Blankets always seem to be well-received by the, often by the child too, which is nice if the child is old enough. I remember giving a blanket once to an expectant mom, but seeing the child carry the blanket around Aww. through toddlerhood and oh always wanting gosh, that blanket, yes. which was very cool. 
Very, very cool. So that was the blankie, that child's blankie? Yes. Oh my gosh. (laughs) That would be priceless. That was really cool. It was one of those blankets that had a rabbit head on the corner. This was a long time ago. But that I remember that. That made me very happy. And then recently I remember making baby hats for a friend of mine. I made little kitty cat hats for them with the kitty cat ears. I remember that, yeah. Those were very well received too, and I received photos of the baby wearing them. So, and recently there was another—I can't remember who it was in our group. I'm sorry, I can't remember your name, but someone mentioned someone bringing a gift back. It might have been knit, but I oh, think it was yes. quilted. It was bringing it, was it back a quilt. for repair. Yes, they'd used it so much yes. that it needed to be repaired. And what a happy feeling I that know. would be! I know. I think. She had given the quilt when the child was an infant, and the child is now a teenager. Holy smoke, that's so cool. brought the quilt back for repair, which is so cool. That is really, really very, cool. Very, very cool. Yes. Yeah, and for everyone who's listening out there, make sure the people who you give your, your handcrafted gifts to, use them. Don't, we should start a movement. Do not put it in a drawer and treat it with... with Reverence. Wear it. (laughs) We want to see you wearing your handmade things. Yes. I know a lot of people put them in a drawer because they're too precious to wear, but that's not doing anybody any good. So (laughs) wear those socks, wear those scarves, wear those hats, wear those sweaters. So the flip side, why don't we love all of our sweaters? Lots of reasons. Poor fit. Yarn choice doesn't work. Maybe we don't like the yarn. There are lots of possible reasons. Emotional baggage. Yep. Perhaps projects remind us of a difficult time that we were going through when we knit it. Perhaps the project isn't making you happy when you're making it, which I wrote down in my show notes that if the project isn't making you happy it's time to assess your goal which means if your goal is to have that finished object then you need to decide if it's worth continuing on perfect example for me is the O'Keefe that I was knitting and not enjoying the yarn I continually assessed my goal (laughs) on that because In that case, my goal really was to have that sweater, and I wanted that sweater. And I thought it was a good choice of yarn, and there really was nothing wrong with the choice of yarn. The yarn was perfect for that sweater. I may not have enjoyed knitting with it, but in this case, I did persevere, and I have the garment, and I really like it now. (laughs) And if it's a gift, sometimes it's worth continuing, even if you're not enjoying the knitting immensely. That's true. And that's what I mean. Assess your goal. Because if if you don't have a goal, a firm goal to have that piece, then hmm, repurpose that yarn into something you will enjoy. To stop. Because I do think you need to knit the yarn you love, knit the yarn. That makes you happy. And one really good reason to always use the yarn that you love and that will make you happy 
is because if it sits in your stash, you may not like it in five years. That's so true. <laughs> oh my gosh, you are so right. You are so And in right. five years, the moths may have gotten to it. And then you've missed your chance. Yep. But tastes change. They definitely over time. Change, yeah. Your color preferences may change. Your style of fabric that you like may change. You may move to a different climate. Mm -hmm. So use the yarn that makes you happy. <laughs> and create a garment, a sweater, an accessory that's going to be happy and make you happy. That's Absolutely. the emotional lives of sweaters. <laughs> <laughs> and next episode, what to do with the sweaters that didn't make you, or not just sweaters, what to do with the finished objects that didn't make you happy for mm -hmm. any reason previously listed. Yeah. Maybe some suggestions for what to do to make someone else happy. Because we all have those. Everybody has those. <laughs> you just can't always predict you, what. Yeah. Everything's not there, always a win. There are too many variables. Yeah. yeah. So everything's just not always a win. We would love to hear what you guys have to add in terms mm -hmm. of what part of the hand making journey brings you joy and you know what can go wrong. Yes. But the joyful parts <laughs> are what we really want to hear. Yeah. About. So thank you very much for listening. I hope your projects and yarn are bringing you lots of joy right now. Absolutely. Happy knitting, Happy everyone. Knitting. Bye. Bye. You can find our podcast on iTunes at Yarniacs Podcast. Visit our blog with show notes at yarniacs.com. We have a friendly and engaging Yarniacs Podcast Ravelry group. My Ravelry name is Knitter Ninja Shar. Gail's is Gailey Whaley. You can follow us on Twitter at Yarniacs or on Instagram at Yarniac and at Gailey Whaley.